now we will begin the dance. This is the Brahms dance. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Post Game of Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of the books, of the show, of the George R. R. Martin. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, and you are the most beautiful girl in the room. And with me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. It's no one! It's no one! Just kidding, I'm Brooks, but actually I'm no one. It's spooky. It's it's good writing. Uh, so so you, ac- have- you accept that you're no one by saying who you are? Yeah, I'm no- I, have, I have no desires, but until I do, but... But also, other people have desires and are Terminators, and that's okay. Yeah, but I live in this house all by myself and have no desires, but also I have friends and I'm no one. Do you live in a stone house with one candle and that's it? Yeah. It's like the opposite of that drill tweet. (laughs) Literally. Uh, So, today, you're you're lucky, because we'll be talking about Season 6, Episode 8, and it's, it's called No One. It's called No One. Um... And it was bad. It was bad. Uh, I didn't watch it live, as I like to do, because I was in Philadelphia, the worst city in the world, watching Flight of the Concords. It's my favorite Hamilton song. (laughs) Philadelphia, parentheses, the worst city in the world. Yeah, it was good. So yeah, we saw Flight of the Concords yesterday, and I thought it was going to be a bunch of, like, alt-comedy assholes with, like, beards. Right. But it was just fucking nerds everywhere. That sucks. Like, portal t-shirts. Uh, with like, did you did you see any hold the door shirts? I thankfully I did not, but um, Arj Barker, I think that's his name. He's on yeah. the show. He had a uh, a joke about the Game of Thrones, but oh, it ended. Cool. It, the twist was he doesn't watch Game of Thrones, so it was a good joke. That's a good bit. Yeah, and and I was in. Well, I was, I like just knowing that the bad show was on took a toll on me <laughs> because what? Well, listen. Because we went, we never been to this place before, and apparently it's like an open air arena, so it's right. just outside. And also, the show started at eight o'clock, and because me and Kim never go anywhere, we forgot that even though it's summer, it's still cold at nighttime. Right. So I was just like shivering the whole time. Oh no! I'm like, wow, these joke songs are very good. Also, now I have a fever. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a big cross to bear, um, not having you in the in the. In the meet in the web space. The this morning, I, I the first thing I did, I woke up and I immediately turned on my computer and checked the post Game of Thrones Discord chat, which you can join on our Tumblr page, postgameofthrones.tumblr.com. Did you did you like follow along? I like not while I was working. Okay. But I, I just read everything and I'm like, this looks bad. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was very bad. Is the thing. Also, because of that, I don't have notes. So you're going to have to take my hand again. It's a trifecta of you not having notes. Not on purpose. I'm not slacking. No, it's fine. I, I, I love feeling justified in, like, my 8,000-page or 8,000-word documents. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, because I just have, like, a tiny little notebook. It's not even, like, full college-ruled. And I'm just imagining you with basically, the like, the winds of winter next to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But like, if you want context of like what most of my notes are, um, I just had a, I had a discussion on Twitter with a friend of the show, uh, Zach Cataquax, mm-hmm. who was just live tweeting and posted, "Here's a good joke, uh, more like milk of the poopy." And I got really mad because I, I was literally in my notes for this week. I mean, it's a very good joke. It was a very good joke, is the thing. Like, I, I, I typed out milk of the poppy, and then my fingers typed poopy, and I was like, "That's a good joke. I'm gonna leave that in." 
one time on uh, one of Kim's college paper reports, she accidentally typed poop instead of, like, whatever word she was trying to say. Socioeconomic. Yeah. So, the... Like, the teacher circled it and was like, like, wrote a red question mark, and she came back, she's like, did you do this? <laughs> I was like, no! I wouldn't just put poop in, like, your final paper. It's like, pretty good, though. It would've I mean, been funny. like, I wish I did. Yeah. But, <laughs> sadly, that is not the case. Anyway, what's this show about? Um... It's it's about revenge and justice and no, beheading. Not. Oh, in the in in like the revenge way though. Yeah, it doing it for hate. Not like always doing good, but the opposite of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, imagine how easy it would be for like Sandor to be doing what Brienne was doing and like helping Sansa fight for good. But anyways, um, so Lady Crane is doing her monologue for Joffrey. Um, that's how we open the show. Um, but it's like a it's a new monologue because she listened to Arya. As um, soon as I episode opened with this, I wanted it to be over. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only interesting thing is that one of her new lines is, In Seventh Heaven, I'll See You Once More, which, work of the week, ABC Family exists in Westeros. Seventh Heaven. Those are all, that's the only uh, part of the song I know. Yeah, I, I, I've only seen the weed episode. Because <laughs> my parents made me watch it every Sunday. <laughs> in church, on, like, uh-huh. a laptop. Yeah, like, we were, weird. like, one of those contemporary churches with rock music and, uh-huh. like, Seventh Heaven DVDs. It would have been a lot better if she was like, now me and Sansa really are Gilmore Girls. Because that would have been really good. Then I would know much more about it. I'd be yeah. like, oh, Lorelai. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Dean. Dean. <laughs> What's the extent of your Gilmore Girls knowledge? Um, <laughs> Because I've seen every fucking episode seven times. Um, I, Like, Alexis, there was, like, last year she went through and watched every episode again, and, like, she watched it growing up and stuff. So it was, like, always on when we were that, hanging out. Yeah. All I know is that I hate the the man that everybody likes that has a backwards cap all the time, even though he's a middle-aged man. Luke, I think? Luke, yeah, because the diner Turn guy. Turn your hat around. You're 45. I hate him. He's um, like a cartoon character because he wears the same outfit every single day. Yeah, and um, none of none of Lorelai's boyfriends deserve her. Um, uh-huh. Because she's very good. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Carl. eventually, like, not to marriage shame Lorelai, but you did, like, cancel a lot of marriages. Nice. And also, um, everyone, every problem in that show is solved by someone being rich. Yeah, so, um... I'm, I'm sure my real Gilmore heads will know what I'm talking about. I know what we're gonna be doing during the P-God off season. <laughs> There's already a Gilmore Girls podcast that's much more popular than us. We yeah, can't infringe on their territory. We're not even on the Game of Thrones charts yet, it's fine. <laughs> they'll never know, is the thing. The thing is, they'll never find out. Yeah, like, we, we could launch a podcast called NPR Serial, and nobody <laughs> would ever know. Fresh air with Brooks and Eddie, and they'll be like, what? No, uh, I haven't heard about this yet. And I'm Diane Ream, and then we could just... <laughs> the game uh, of the runs. Yeah, Cersei calls Sansa a whore in this scene, which is good and cool for them mm-hmm. to do. Um, you know, women and, on top. And the crowd loves this new Cersei, which is cool, because like, this one actually lines up with the Cersei in the show. They're, like, like crying. Yeah, there's, like, there's some close-up shots of some, like extras crying which is cool but like she wasn't publicly sorrowful forever in the way that she was in the play like she was publicly looking for Tyrion but like the, the show needed the dialogue for last episode so that's why she did it mm. makes sense so then she goes backstage and she's about to pour some rum and she hears she hears something behind the costume rack and she's like what's is that like a mouse is it like a, could it be the over? woman who was trying to kill me just now 
Oh no, it's Arya Stark with her guts falling out. Yeah, I guess she just so she so she just like went there to die and then accidentally bumped something and then that's why she got saved. What is she doing? She went there to she knew um Arya read the script and she knew that Lady Crane knows how to fix like intestines yeah. falling out of you. Oh yes, my maternal figure that we have included in the show. Mhm. And Eddie Maesters hate her. This Bravosi actress has discovered the one simple trick to healing major internal organ damage. <laughs> Just wrap a Band-Aid around it's it. It's soup and a Band-Aid. <laughs> bad soup. <laughs> you want the good Band-Aid, but you need the bad soup. Like, finding a Warg of the Week for this week it was so hard because there's so much bullshit with Arya's storyline. Like, did the soup make her invincible? Was it, like, space honey that made her hallucinate everything? The whole, everything? like, past week of my life, I feel like I didn't even actually live it, and it was all just a dream because of all the fucking insane Arya theories that were going around. And they were all... It's so frustrating, because all of those theories are like, like, Arya's actually jacking, and she is testing the waif because she has feelings, and Arya was acting very weird and out of character. Like, it's all predicated on the idea that Arya's scene didn't make sense, and now everybody's fucking backpedaling. That, the fa- that like none of it came to pass and it was just nonsensical. Everybody's like, well, Arya's a teenage girl and she's very headstrong and it's uh, of course she would go around and be stupid. That's what she always does. My main issue with all the crazy like theories is that the show up until this point has shown no evidence that that ever happens. Yeah. So that- like, why would you think that suddenly and not just it's bad? I mean, like, the show has gone so off the rails that like there's a, there was a small part of me that's like, yeah, maybe they would do that, but like. We've learned, like, with, like, the Talisa honeypot thing, that, like, she's a Lannister spy. Like, that might have been a cooler thing, but they never do the cooler thing that's not from the books. Yeah. Like, they, they never invent cool shit. Hmm. So she drinks the soup of the poppy. Right? Um, yeah, well, we get, like, a quick scene because, like, we need them to have a connection because she dies this episode. Mm-hmm. And, like, she, okay, so she, like, stitches up the twisted intestines, and Arya's like, how are you so good at stitching? And then we learn that she's a jealous woman who she, loves bad men. She's like, I stabbed my husband. She st- she stabbed my husband. She <laughs> stabbed, like, she would fight with them, stab them, and then feel bad and heal them. Yes. Which is not how you learn things. Like, you have to know how to do it. Um, and then we learn, she's like, what happened to that Sansa lady uh, that tried to kill you? And she's like, she'll have a hard time finding work after what I did to her face. I fucked her and face up. The thing that, like, at this point, there's, like, a lot of faceless man seating for Lady Crane. Like, it really seemed like she was a faceless man. Like, Did anyone she, think that she was jacking? I kind of, like, for that, a little. That, that would make sense if he's really testing Arya, you know? Because, like, she did something to the lady's face. She's proficient in, like, working skin, stabbing, acting. She gives her, like, a brown bowl of mystery liquid. Like, there's all this, like, connection to the faceless men that's just nothing. It's nothing that happens. Yeah, the thing is that it's nothing. Um, we learned that it's like a traveling production. They'll be going to Pento soon. And, like, and they'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, we're going actually tomorrow. And then Arya goes, well, uh, I don't know where I'm going to go. Uh, Essos is east and Westeros is west. You're in Essos. What are you saying? Like, I'm in Essos Florida, is here. And uh, the United States is north. No, you're in it. <laughs> it's the place we're at. So then Arya asks what's west of Westeros. And they're like, nobody knows. And... Flat Planetos theory confirmed. 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 Go back two episodes and send money to my Patreon. (laughs) Because this season is like, and go back to the first episode where Arya gets hit with a stick because we said that it was all a fight club. Mm -hmm. Back, like this season, like 
we have found our fucking niche, and it's being Nostradamus. It's it's very accurate predictions. So yeah, then she like cringes a little bit, and she gets milk of the poppy. And um, wouldn't it be funny if like she took a sip, and then like in in the mask, like it came pouring out of her tummy, like that, in the funny scene in the mask. That would be very funny. It would also be really funny if it was called milk of the poopy. That would be really fuck. <laughs> I know. I know. Man, I was I saving hope, that. I, I had that one saved up my sleeve. If you're driving right now and you're on the interstate, like maybe, please pull maybe over. Maybe pull over it, and it's get that. It's dangerous to laugh and drive very hard. Maybe pull over and, and leak some of that laughter out of your tummy because there's no way your body can contain it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyways, speaking of leaking bodies, um, are you asleep? And um, some Brotherhood guys are teaching, like, some rookies how to kiss. This? Why? This? No, the thing, like, we we don't have time to adapt Ariane Martel or, like, Lady Stoneheart or anything like that, but, like, here's a scene where a guy puts a finger up a guy's butthole. Yeah, and he's teaching him how to kiss a lady, and then he's like, wow, this butthole yeah. is almost like a vagina, I like it. He, okay, can can we, like, go step by step? Uh, this is not, like, weird editorializing or jokes. It There's really four is. guys who are presumably from the Brotherhood sitting around a fire, and one of them tries to put his finger up the other guy's butthole you know, and laugh. He's like... I don't know how to kiss. And then the guy's like, he demonstrates and he's like, you put her hand on the, you put your hand on the small of her back and then you jam your finger in her bunghole, which who is the scene for? Like, what is, it's not like funny out of universe. Like it's funny for them. Did Tyrion direct this episode? I guess. And then he smells his poop finger and he says, and I quote, smells like pussy to me. Ha 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 ha. And then the hound shows up and kills everybody, and I guess, okay, it's to make him heroic, because holy shit, what the fuck was that? Yeah, he just kills them all with an axe. Yeah, and then he, he axes, like, the poop fingers man in his ball sack, which, mm-hmm. again, not editorializing. It's And then we, like, see a shot of, like, his balls falling to the ground. Yeah. We also see, um, we also see the hound's dick in this episode. Yeah, we super do, and it's really good. It's, you know, it'd be really funny. What? I, I, I'm asking you, I just need any joke. <laughs> Please, tell me anything that would be funny. <laughs> so yeah, that happens. Um, so then, and like, Reddit is losing its fucking mind over this, over this scene. Cause, okay, so like, he stabs the guy in the ball sack, and like, he's dying and bleeding out, and then he goes, where, the hound goes, where's the other one? And he goes, fuck you! And then he says, those are your last words, fuck you, you can do better than that. And then he says the C word. And then he goes, you're shit at dying, and kills him. Nobody talks in these... Why would he Why would he yell the C word? Because he doesn't even, like, yell it at him. He just, like, yells it, like... Because that, that's, that's worse than fuck you. Like, I guess, like, on the hierarchy, it's like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, to, uh, don't they say that all the time in, like, England, where this takes place in real life? Yeah, I'm pretty sure when they were filming this on uh, Leicester Square, I'm pretty sure there were just extras in the background shouting it. Yeah, when King all the King's Landing scenes were filmed at Downtown Abbey, like yeah. <laughs> everyone knew that, that word and said it all the time. Yeah. This this episode like throughout was super bad at having dialogue. It was just <laughs> it's, it's almost as if when they run out of book material to adapt, they don't really know uh like what to do. They it's every scene with the protagonist in it is just the bad guy saying set up for a cool line that they can put on a t-shirt and a mug. <laughs> So speaking of that, uh, Marine is now, um, and it's bustling under Tyrion's leadership. And Tyrion's like, I'm very good. He's like, I did good as hell, am I right? And then, like, he does the thing that they did in the beginning of the season where they just say what's happening. Tyrion goes, the city has come back to life. Yeah, <laughs> like, we see it. It's happening on television in front of my face. 
And then we need somebody to disagree with Tyrion for this scene, even though Varys was the one that like arranged the meeting with the Masters. And mm-hmm. he's like, "You made him. You met with you met with the Masters. Are you sure?" And then and, Varys is like, "I have a plot to be somewhere else." Yeah, you'd shave your beard with a straight razor and say it worked, but it'll still cut your throat. And then Tyrion says, "Spoken like a man who has never had to shave because you have no cock." Good no joke. dick and balls. Dick and balls. Dick and balls. Dick and balls. Um, cock of the week. Um. <laughs> So yeah, Varys is just like, the plot needs me somewhere else. Yeah, like... I think his exact... He said something like, our queen will need friends. Yeah, we need friends in Westeros. Which scares me because the only Uh logical place he could go... Weak men will never rule Dorne again. Is Dorne. Man, I hope they don't... They find out that Varys doesn't have a big wiener. Yeah, why would you send Varys there? He's uh, got no dicky. Yeah, I mean, they did the foreshadowing when Doran was dying and Arya was dieting, and and uh, Ar- and uh, Alaria was like, you both have tiny penises mm-hmm. for tiny boys. The only other thing, like, the only logical places he could go is, because he said we need friends, it's, def- it's like most likely Doran, but why would, I didn't think they would ever go back to Doran, or to do his uh, Dance with Dragons epilogue chapter. Ooh, Which, that, but I like, actually didn't consider that. But like, why? Yeah, there's been a lot, of, a lot of like the a dance with Di- a dance with dragons protagonist or POV character this season. So that that seems pretty plausible. Mm-hmm. But my mind immediately went to fucking Dorne. Yeah. Um, and also, like, they, they're walking to the ships, and they're almost to the dock, and then Varys is like, "Hey, I have to make the rest of the walk myself. I can't go on a secret mission in the company of the most famous dwarf in the city. That doesn't make any fucking sense. But here's how it makes sense. If Varys is a merling and he doesn't want to see Tyrion, like, if he doesn't want Tyrion to see him swim away. True. Because they're literally right there by the docks. And then Varys walks away into this, like, JPEG of a dock. (laughs) Yeah, the Wizard of Oz background. (laughs) Because we need money for Ramsay Bolton's soldiers. Um, And they, like, did you, like... The full house music in this scene was really bad, too. Or, like, when, like... uh, uh, The sad full house music. uh, Like, when When someone skipped school or whatever and, like, learned their lesson. Yeah, when Uh. Stephanie hid her report card and then Uncle Jesse found it. Yeah. Um, Because he's like, I'm going to miss you, Varys. And then, like, (laughs) he's like, you're the most famous dwarf in the city. And then he leaves, and then Tyrion goes, Varys, wait! In the world. (laughs) Yeah, I have to say this is a good thing about me. It wasn't even presented as a joke. Like, he said it with sad eyes and sad music was playing. Are you sad that Cersei should be hunting you down and knowing that you're the most famous dwarf in the world that lives on a big fucking pyramid? She doesn't care about that anymore. She chooses violence. We do learn that Cersei, like, super still wants to kill Sansa, though, in this episode. Uh Uh-huh, remember that? I don't. uh, But then, like, we go to Kyburn and Cersei... Um, who is, who's drinking and looking at her balcony, which is just, like, her blocking in every fucking episode. It ha- it happens a lot. And the Faith Militant is in the Red Keep, Cersei. Um, so then Lancel is there with, like, a bunch of red shirts, and, um, the High Septon wants to meet with you in the Sept of Baelor. No. It's not a request. And then Lancel says, hey, want to see a, a good line for the trailer? Here's, here's a, an alley-oop for you. Okay. Order your man to step aside, or your and is all right. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, no, sorry, I was too excited to say it. Order your man to step aside, or there will be violence. I choose violence. Then she chooses violence. It's very good. The uh, like stars on their heads look terrible now. Oh yeah, they look like shit. It looks like they were drawn on with a red marker. And like, it seems like everybody's faking it, but like, 
not these people because they carved the seven pointed star into their foreheads, but like we know that like the High Sparrow is like, is like just trying to aggregate power and shit. And yeah, like, if Mar- he was like, okay, okay, Marjorie, if you're really one of us, yeah, why didn't you carve one of these bad boys into your forehead? Uh. If a girl is truly Catholic, yeah, <laughs> it's an allegory, Marjorie. So uh, the mountain rips the guy's head off his head. Yeah, and then like the guy, the like as soon as she says, "I choose violence," one of the red shirts just drives his like axe into Robert Trunks or Gregor's chest piece, and nobody around them flinches because they read the script and they know that nothing bad's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Like even Lance, Lancel like doesn't even fucking move. But yeah, then he like chokes the guy and like like it's like Darth Vader. It's very good, um, and then tears his head off, which is very good. And, and the blood goes everywhere. Yeah, and then Cersei's like, "You can the High Sparrow can like come over any time," and it's very good. Um, and then Gregor's like, "Yeah, and he can he can give me head," which I thought was in pretty poor taste. He's supposed to be silent. Um, but did you, oh did your episode had subtitles? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that from him. I'm yeah, lying. and like he, he, yeah, because his throat was slit, and like he kind of like holds his throat when he talks. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It's a lot like Lady Stoneheart. Who? Um, can we talk about that dude on Twitter? <laughs> what guy? The the guy who played Lem Lemon Cloak. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, here's the good line from the book. Anyway, yeah, because like the whole like for the, and when he debuted last episode, people were like tweeting at him because he was like actually responding, unlike anybody else on the show, mm-hmm. and. They were like, hey, are you going to, like, say any of your, of your cool dialogue from the books because you're, like, a really beloved character? And he's like, I don't know, but, like, if I die, let's say, not confirming anything, um, I'll totally record it if it's not in the show. <laughs> and now, like, it's very evident that, like, as soon as he started talking to fans and, like, talking to, like, accounts that are dedicated to shitting on Game of Thrones, like, I, okay, it was like, okay, he's going to die next episode. <laughs> that's the only time anybody ever shits on the show. Yeah, true. But yeah, he did a he did a recording of him saying a really cool line from the Song of Storms uh, epilogue, and it's very good. Song of Storms. A song, yeah, a Song of Storms from Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of like says like A up C writes. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how it goes. Waiting for someone. Uh, excuse me. The proper way to play the Song of Storms. I just got here from the Flight of the Concords concert. <laughs> and let me tell you something, buddy. <laughs> anyway, she chose violence. Yeah, she chose violence. Um. So Brienne and Pod are showing up at the siege at River Run, and Pod goes, "It looks like a siege," and Brienne is rude for no reason again. Why like, is she? We, we she know, goes back and know. forth on being mean to Podrick for no reason all the time. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, this Brienne is not sympathetic at all. She's not sympathetic, and she always fails. And she, yeah, <laughs> she fail like she she doesn't even feel like a person. I don't get it. She like even tells to, later, she's like, tell Sansa I failed. Yeah. Like, yeah, we write, know, Brienne. Write her a letter that's, why? We know. That um, was to get you out of that plot line. Yeah. So some writers come up and ask Brienne what she wants, and they're all like, that's a bloody woman. What does a woman want? A woman. And then she meets with Jamie. Um, and then, but like, before that, Pod is watching some writers ride by. Mm-hmm. And then he gets choked from behind by everybody's favorite fucker. <laughs> He's the goofy boy, Bron. He's the goofy boy, Bron, but he's just goofing. He's not choking him for real. We just needed that shot for the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, hey, do you think Jamie and Brienne are fucking? Because I read the books. Yeah, um, like nothing in the show has ever like, led, like, made you believe that. Like this is how they're adapting the biggest romance in the books. Is like, do you think they're fucking in that tent right now? 
It's Bron making jokes about it. And then Bron goes, I would fuck her. And then Pod is like, I wouldn't fuck her because I'm her squire. But then the earth shakes and Pod's enormous cock bellows, I would. <laughs> and which I thought was weird. And they, they spent a lot of CGI on it, like his talking mouth cock. Yeah, it was very strange. It was uh, very place. strange. Like you had to kill direwolves, but you, anyways. <laughs> um, so then Bron's like, there's a lot of sexual tension between Jamie and Brienne now for this scene. Mm-hmm. Despite no buildup for three seasons and Jamie just being like, Cersei is the only person in the world for me and my raging hog and nobody else matters. So then they talk and there's no like sexual tension at all. Yeah. And then yeah, Bronn gra- literally grabs Pod's dick, not kidding, and says, you're the one with the magic cock. And um, then he like beats up Pod a little bit as a joke. And then, yeah, so then they they go back into the tent. And then Jamie's like, I assumed Sansa was dead because girls like her don't live very long. Cool, cool, cool. cool Loving cool, this show. Cool, cool, cool comment from Jamie Lannister. A cool comment about toxic masculinity from Jamie Lannister. It's a prison. <laughs> and then he's Jamie's like, uh, hey, but like, honestly, congratulations on like fulfilling her out the cat. That was really no, you didn't. She didn't. She did not at all. In the slightest. Like, I didn't have a previously on, but did they show the part where Kat was like, hey, could you please go get uh, Arya and Sansa, please? She did uh, it! D- d- uh, image not found. Like, 50% is an F, first of all. <laughs> yeah. She didn't liberate Sansa at all, she just, like, showed up when Theon did it. Mm-hmm. After watching a candle for a season. Um, did you know that you can just, like, chop a candle in half, and then that puts it out immediately? I, I learned that today. I learned that in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Jamie's like, hey, uh, Cersei wants Sansa dead. And this, I, at this point, I literally paused, and I went back to the season five wiki page and just tried to make sense of Sansa's storyline. And I just want to confirm that it doesn't make any goddamn fucking sense. It, it does not. At all. Nothing. Like, to keep Sansa safe from Cersei, Littlefinger brought her out of hiding and married her to Ramsay Bolton out in the open so Sansa could enact revenge. And then the Boltons accept that because all of the Northern Lords oppose their rule, but they would be more legitimized and strengthened by marrying Sansa, who everybody loves. But in season six, the Northern Lords love the Boltons and fuck Sansa because the plot requires conflict. Yeah, that's, that's what that's what the, the script says. Yeah, and... um. So then Priyan's like, hey, do you want to know um, John and Sansa's plans, my enemy? Yeah, she's just like, hello, enemy of mine. I plan to take this army here and invade and, like, go against the crown and, and continue the, the rebellion. The yeah. Remember, like, that, remember, remember the rebellion of Rob Stark? I plan on continuing it. A cool strategy from Brienne of Tarth. <laughs> um, it's like Jon Snow negotiating. Yeah, honestly. Uh, so then, like, Brienne's like, you're a knight, and then Jamie says, I'm a Lannister. Don't ask me to betray my own house. And I guess this is how they're doing Jamie's whole redemption arc in five seconds. And, but actually, don't worry, because the next scene, it's all down the fucking tubes. It's not. It's gone. And then Brienne's like, you should, we sh- you should take River Run with no bloodshed and allow the Tully forces to go help Sansa. So then, Jamie, fuck everybody who isn't us, season six, episode one, Lannister is now allowing a rebel army to march freely against the Warden of the North because they wanted to adapt the part of this books without the Ark. And then yeah, and he like, just says, okay, you can go try it. Like, why would this Jamie in the show do that? What? Because he loves Brienne, and Brienne is good. As we just learned. But there's none of that seating at all. Like, you can't do all this unearned shit and not have Brooks complain on a podcast about it. You can't get away with it. <laughs> you just can't. You can't. 
it won't happen. Um, and then like uh, Brienne unsheaths her or like unhilts her sword or whatever. She takes it off mm-hmm. and she hands it to Jamie and Full House music plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jamie's like, actually, it's your sword. Um, and then Brienne's like, okay, yeah, like just puts it back. All right then. Yeah. And then she's she's like, goodbye, Maiden of Tarth. Goodbye, Jamie, who I love for this scene. And then as soon as they're about to walk out very close to each other she goes oh wait actually if this doesn't work and you attack the castle i'm gonna have to fight you and then james says they were so dumb she says something like we will be on opposite sides and james yeah, like as, yes i know as, and then, as as if we were enemies yeah and then she says we will have to fight like yeah we got it and then I jamie know. says let's hope it doesn't come to that i'll star-crossed and romantic mm-hmm. and then like jamie notices the cock ring that Tormund put on brian's finger and he's like oh never mind um <laughs> Because that was that was a really funny choice to give Brianna cock ring from Tormund. Um, mm-hmm. So he fucked a bear, you know. He, the thing is, he fucked a bear. Um, and then, like Brienne has a letter and gives it to Brendan Blackfish, but Brendan just like doesn't give a fuck about Sansa, which is like I guess everybody like, in the world he doesn't want to read it until he does. Yeah, he like he doesn't want to read it, but then she's like, "Did you see what Davos did when he negotiated? Pretend I'm doing that." Where I'm just going like, to, like, oh, repeat okay. myself until you say and yes. And he looks at the letter for one and a half seconds and it's goes, Sansa's just like her mother. It's, like, did you, it was way fucking bigger than any other letter we've ever seen. It was it bigger was. than, like, Robert's will than well, anything well, else. Well, the reason is she hand-delivered it. Oh, Like, right. they didn't have to tie it <laughs> to a bird's leg. The paper would have down a bird. Yeah, they didn't tie it to a bird's leg. It was uh-huh. Brienne of Tarth who's big and strong. Yeah. It would have been cool, though, if, like, they wrapped a big paper around the bird, because when it was flying, it looked like it had a big dick. It would be funny if they wrapped it around Brienne of Tarth's paper. leg. Big... They could have they wrapped it around Pod's dick. It's a very... If, 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 I don't know if you heard about Podrick Payne's dick, but it's very big and nice. It's a very big dick, is the thing. <laughs> the thing and about I, Podrick's I dick? When, I love saying these things, because when, like... Because I'm imagining at some point my students are going to, like, Google my name to find my rate my professor. And this is this podcast is going to be one of the first things that come up. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're going to be like, oh, cool. And then they're going to listen to me saying Pod's Big Dick for 60 minutes. Uh-huh. Um, uh, um, a friend of mine who, like, I don't know if he watches the show, but he, like, listened to some of the audiobooks. Uh, I, I brought up my podcast the other day. He's, he's an internet friend, so it's okay. He's not a real human. Uh, yeah, right. And so, and of course, the topic of hog cranking comes up as it does. And he's like, uh, yeah. he's he, even though I've heard him talk before, he has a slight Russian accent. But whenever I read it, it's like the thickest one. So he's like, hog cranking. What does this mean? And I'm like, oh, it's a joke from our podcast here. And he listens to it and he goes, hog cranking. Good meme. So <laughs> confirmed. Confirmed. We got our first good meme. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I've been trying to work on a joke that's like podcast pods dick, but I, I couldn't find it. Listen, uh, pod's going to be in like one more episode and then they're forgetting about it. He's going to be on the boat with Gendry. So. Yeah. Hmm. And the Sand Snakes. Um, <laughs> and Tristan's body. Who, anyways. Um, yeah. So Brendan's not going to surrender. And then he's like, you're Jamie's friend because you have this big ass lion sword. That she, like she should really get that pommel removed because it's fucked. It's it fucks her at every turn. Which to not uh, talk about this episode again for a second, please, like please, that please, it during, but it's still about Game of Thrones and last week's episode. Right. Uh, when, remember when they were like talking to uh, Lyanna Mormont? Yeah. Why was it? Why wasn't Jon Snow like, hey, look at this fucking sword that your grandpa gave me? Your uh-huh. house's sword. Like that would have been a good thing to bring up. Because they need. 
like the inside of the episode was literally like we wanted to have the girl in this because it would be fun. Yeah. Like that's the cool. only reason it was included. Like cool. we wanted to make funny memes. Cool. Slay. <laughs> like it was it was maybe the first time they like had like a powerful woman who like wasn't who using was? violence or sexuality. Yeah. Like she was, was just like a tough. Yeah. Um, so that you're like one for a thousand. Nice. Um, anyways, um, yeah, Sansa is just like her mother because she sent me a letter. Um, and then we learned that, that they don't have enough men to help Sansa, even though they never like mentioned, I I guess Sansa probably had like the count of the people in her letter. All you need is 20 good men and like, you can basically do anything. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I, I understand that like my great niece wants her house back, but like, this this is mine house. This is my house. Me want stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brand's like, "Pod, go go find a maester and tell Sansa they failed, even though they shoot down ravens during a siege." Um, and we established that in season two. Anyways, remember when Jamie was in the bathhouse with Brienne and he was nice? Because yeah, I sure was, fucking don't. My, my name is Jamie, and it was like very sad and good. Burn them all. Nope. Yeah, I will burn this city to the ground. Um, so the throne room is very crowded mm-hmm. um, because there's going to be a royal announcement. Um, and Cersei wants to go stand by her son, which, like, reasonable. Both of her kids just died. Um, but Kevan, like, holds out a clothesline and says, like, your place is in the gallery. He's like, no, no, it's like he, he could have just went like, meh, 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 meh. And it would have been the same effect. Yeah, as- <laughs> like, she's fi- like, she's fighting for her kids and fighting the patriarchy, but she's bad because she scowls. Mm-hmm. And we literally, as she's like, hey, could I please go see my son? And he says, no. We literally see Pycelle whispering in Tommen's ear. Yeah. Do you like, get it? You, he's Do being manipulated. Do you fucking get it? Do you get it? And then, um, speaking of do you get it, um, Tommen gives a speech about how the faith and the crown are the two pillars, uh-huh. which they've been saying since season five started. Literally. Uh, and then literally, says, literally, literally. And then he says, uh, trial by combat is banned because it's barbaric. Uh, isn't the thing about trial by combat that the gods are supposed to, like, smile upon the winner and choose them? Yeah, but remember how last episode we were like, we can ju- you can just say the faith does anything. So then he was like, instead we will have a trial by seven. And I was like, so instead of like the only thing I know that is trial by seven is from Dunkin' Egg when they just had seven people fight. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a little weird that you would get rid of one-on-one. Oh, so awesome. But he means like, there's just going to be seven septons. Yeah. And like, I think that's how Marjorie's trial. Seven septons. That's the joke. That's a good joke. We came around. Um, yeah, it's, it's, like the two the two major discourses from this episode are like, hey, maybe Arya's thing was kind of bad for once, and um, oh man, Clegane Bowl deconfirmed. Like it would, like it would ever be, like they would actually do that. No way. I, that requires too much thinking. But like, I don't know what Sandor's doing. Then they like him. I know. Like the thing is that they like him, but like, where is he? going and i mean so do i but like yeah what's his point like the hound i'm pretty sure like if you go back to like the first episode i probably say that the hound is like my favorite character (laughs) because before before i read the books he literally was and like i liked him even more after reading the books because he's he's a much better character but now it's just like oh christ no like i thought well he didn't actually die but like the whole thing about dying and coming back is that you've changed Mm -hmm. but 
with him, he's just the same guy, and Jon Snow is the same too, and no one cares. It's like Jon Snow got a new haircut and man bun, and uh, Sandor got a new weapon. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and like, so the, the reason they outlaw trial by combat is because they just saw Krakor rip a guy's face off, which is cool because like that shows that they also like don't give a fuck about the religion and they're just trying to aggregate power. Good storytelling, honestly. Mm-hmm. That like they don't actually have faith at all. Very good. Um, really good storytelling. Um, and like Tommen looks really conflicted the whole time he's saying this. Which is, like, because he still loves his mom, but he's, like, fucking her over really bad and, like, potentially, like, sentencing her to death. Mm-hmm. Um, which, all right. <laughs> so then he walks away and Kyburn comes up and he says, That rumor you told me about my little birds investigated, it's much more than a rumor, darling. And, um... <laughs> darling, you have to see my new rumor. Darling. Um, if there's yet, one like, thing you must <laughs> see... <laughs> Um, finally, I have a voice. Um, and like, he is he, he's talking about the wildfire, right? Yeah. Because like, you we know, saw like the blood draining it, down like the thing. And yeah, like, and like when everyone's been saying I'll burn everything so I can fuck my sister. Yeah, literally when Jamie's talking to Edmure, he's like, uh, Cersei will do anything for her kids. She'll like go to war or burn cities to the ground um, or anything, anything really. Um, but like, the thing is... As soon as he says it's much more than a rumor, we cut to Tyrion, who is the most famous dwarf in the world. So, like, mm-hmm. if this if this show had any consistency, it would be like, oh, cool, we found Tyrion, and we can go fucking kill him. No, it, it was probably just time for Tyrion to make yeah. jokes again. And the thing, like, it would make a lot of sense, actually, because Kyburn, we know, is now in control of the Little Birds, and Tyrion's hanging out with, like, the old master of the Little Birds. Mm-hmm. Like, that would make sense. But, um, anyways. It's probably just time for him to tell jokes, though. Do you remember the cool and great scene where, like, Tyrion has charisma, but Grey Worm and Missandei don't for comic effect? Oh, like, from every episode? From every episode? Well, the good news is, here it is, literally again. Do you remember when Tyrion killed his father and it fucking ruined his life forever and he wanted to kill himself forever? In the books? (laughs) Like, his A Dance with Dragons arc is, like, so dark and chilling and everything... And, like, Tyrion's, like, basically going, hey, hey, Grey Worm, if, if your hand's bigger than your face, you have no cock. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like that fuck, that guy in Spongebob who's, like, a spine or whatever. He's like, every day my bones break, <laughs> and every night the heart attacks put me to sleep. Like, that's Tyrion in the books. Yeah. But I in was the, born with glass bones and no cock. Yeah, but in, in the show, he's like, no dick says what? 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 Ah, you don't got one, then, because it's... Cut away from you. So um, they're not happy and they won't be until Daenerys comes back. And then he's like, but why don't you guys drink? Who told you guys to be straight edge? Your masters, you fucking coward. Take a drink. Because good guy- if there's nothing uh, good guys on the show love more than making traumatized people drink. Mm-hmm. They love it. It's their favorite thing to do. And then, like, he literally, like, he goes, to our queen. And then Grey Worm, like, doesn't want to drink it. And Miss Andy was like, the last time I tried this, it made me feel really funny and I didn't like it. And he goes, anyone not drinking is disrespecting our queen. What he's, are you doing? He's, he's literally peer pressuring them. Like, this is the thing they make up about what will happen to you at a party. Yeah. <laughs> like, what would probably happen is, hey, you want to drink? No. Okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> That's literally how it happens. Yeah. <sighs> but... Oh, you know, like, I was, like, a slave and I was mutilated and, like, it's kind of, like, difficult for me. Drink! So then, like, we get, like, a little... I guess this is Tyrion's characterization. He goes, Someday I want my own vineyard, 
with wine that only my close friends can drink. And then, Who like, oh, it's like, oh, it's sad. He doesn't have friends, I guess. And then he immediately, like, leans forward and goes, tell me a joke, Miss Sandy. Yeah. This dude is fucking insufferable. He's an asshole. He's the, he's the worst character on the show. Like, tell me, like, like, demanding a joke from somebody is, like, like, I'm, I have war flashbacks about that. <laughs> Oh, you're a comedian, huh? Oh, like, you do improv? Like, do a scene by yourself. Okay, give me a profession right. and a place. Give me a body part, um, no cock. All right, well, that's pretty good. Co- uh, yeah, uh, cock. Oh, shit. It's pretty good. Mm. But, um, n- neither Grey Worm and Sandy know any jokes. And then, like... Yeah, because they've lived terrible lives forever. But don't worry, that's actually not true, and they, they retcon that immediately. Yeah, they um, both, then they both know jokes. But right? Tyrion, Tyrion tells a good joke about how the Starks love to drink? I didn't understand this. I had to listen to it twice. It's like I, I, I recognize these houses and still don't get the joke, so... Yeah, it's like a Martell, a Lannister, and a Stark walk into a bar, and, like, there's a fly in their drinks, and, like, one person, like, picks, picks it out, one person wants, like, a refund, but then the Stark is like... Hey, spit it out! You fly because the fly drink the ale, and he, Starks are drunks he and they he love won. drink. Yeah, which even though I Lannister, never knew. Like I don't know if if you, like I posted this thing on Twitter earlier this week about um I found like a sip counter basically of Game of Thrones for the first four seasons, <laughs> and saw. it's like every shot of like any house member drinking, they just like kept a counter. Um, like the second place is like Stark with like thirteen or something like that. First place Lannister, is Lannisters with like hundred and fifty. Yeah, literally, like it's literally <laughs> over a hundred. <laughs> but, like, the the Starks love to drink. And then Grey Worm doesn't get it, and he's like, the Starks and Lannisters are enemies. I don't get humor. I am a soldier. Mm-hmm. And then they say, a joke's like a story meant to make you laugh. Still not following you. And then Miss Sandy, like, takes a sip. And then Tyrion goes, literally, and I quote, Miss Sandy, do you like the wine? Tell a joke. She just said she doesn't know any. What are you doing? And he's, she says, like, yeah, it's, it's good. But he read this. He read the script and knew that she was lying. So then she tells a good joke about translators because that's all that like. When you're a translator, you know, Eddie, you know, how, like you don't know any jokes besides your profession. Mm-hmm. Like you can only tell jokes about the like because that's that's what you know. Yeah. And you don't have a life outside of that. Is the thing. I don't have a life. That's the thing. The, the thing is. <laughs> like like how you like when you listen to this show and I only tell jokes about like being a grad student. Uh huh. Because that's all you know. Like, that that's also, like, um, how I only tell jokes about being both Puerto Rican and Jewish. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of that content on this show. Yeah, that's the only joke I know. Is that I'm like, hey, uh, listen to this about me. Isn't that weird? Yeah, there's... I don't uh, like the line. Yeah, um, a grad student living in Florida with depression is on a sinking ship. Like, that's not... Those are all my... <laughs> Jokes that I and he says, "I don't want to eat the fly." Yeah, and then I say, "Then and then my friend who is Puerto Rican and Jewish says, spit it out, fucker, me want drink.'" <laughs> and then Grey Worm goes, "That is worst joke I ever heard." <laughs> and then and then he, say, he says he, he says a word wrong because he doesn't know how to speak English good. Yeah, I am soldier all my life. You think me never hear joke? Mm-hmm. You lie to us. I make joke. What are you doing? If Peter Dinklage wins any Emmys this season, I'm gonna like I'm gonna burn cities to the ground. <laughs> There's no way. And then like the sip of wine that Miss Sandy took has like turned her into like a full on giggly party girl now, and she's like, more jokes. I'm having so much fun. 
and like Tyrion's finally getting through to them, these like joyless people who we shouldn't like, but then immediately as soon as she smiles, war were declared. And isn't that weird? Like, it's so it's such a bummer that like a bad thing would happen the moment a good thing happens. Mm-hmm. That like really like I wasn't expecting yeah, that especially, twist, especially in the show. Yeah, it's like how when Lady Crane smiles at Arya, like you don't get the feeling that something bad's about to happen. It's very good. Um, a fleet of like harpy ships are here, and then Miss Sandy looks in the camera and she's like, "The masters have come to to get their property," because that's what the scene means. Mm-hmm. And then it ends, right? The, um, yeah, that's the stupid it. thing happens later. Yeah, and right now we go with Jamie meeting with Edmure to assure us that he has learned nothing from talking to fucking Brienne at all. And, yeah, um, he's, he just says the same thing again. Yeah. Edmure always sounds like he's just finished climbing a flight of stairs. <laughs> yes. Like and when he was pulled and... in front of Wal- Walter Frey, he was like, <sighs> and here he was like, I have your your word? That's a fine thing. He, he ate a bee and then it went into his lungs. <laughs> so it's hard to breathe. Yeah. And, like, we learned that he hasn't seen his wife since the Red Wedding or their son. And, like... Their son? Yeah, their son. Oh, okay. This makes it a lot easier. D- d- is there a trebuchet? Um, there's a catapult. Oh, uh, okay. Because it's modern. I, I, I know why you have to change things to, like, adapt it for a different medium and, like, a word like that, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. They'll be like, people, like, millennials would be like, do you mean the font? And, like, that would be millennial cell phones. Ooh, what, um, ooh, what a disaster ooh. that would have been. Like, look up Banksy. Um, and, like, this was maybe my favorite scene of the season. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, and as I wrote that down, and then I was like, oh, this is because it's basically from the books. It pretty much is. For crows. Yeah. But, like, like, Edm- like, Edmure's grief is really well done. Like, it's... Like, like this guy's life sucks. Yeah, and, like, it's, I mean, like, Edmure's not necessarily the small folk, but it's still showing how, like, not main characters are affected mm-hmm. by the war. And he's like, Jamie, do you think you're a decent person? You literally mass- you massacred my fucking family. And like, I'll kill like, them all. Yeah, and then, like... I'll kill them all to fuck my sister again. Just yeah, like, like in the book. I admired Kat because her love for her children reminded him of Cersei. And then... This is where, like, the scene goes fucking off the rails, but, like, the first half of the scene was, like, very well done um, for maybe the first time since season four. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I love Cersei, and I'll do anything to get back to her, and to do that for this scene, I need you. I need to take River Run, and I will launch your baby into River Run with a catapult because, because your baby doesn't matter to me, you don't, nobody matters to me, only Cersei, even though I just had that scene with Brienne. I will slaughter every Tully who ever lived to get back with her. Even though I just had that scene with Brienne. Also, he says the things we do for love. So he's literally season one, episode one. Literally Jamie. the fucking most famous line. For, well, no, that's everything Eddard said. But mm-hmm. like a famous line from episode one. Yeah. So, so like he no convinces Edmure to give up the castle, and he goes up to he goes up to River Run, and then the Blackfish doesn't want to let him in because it's a trap. And like they're really laying on the paranoia with the Blackfish really thick. And, like, would it be cool to ever do that with Cersei, who's, like, the fucking, like, paranoia is her whole deal. She uses violence, though, so. But she's justified, like, consistently in the show. Mm-hmm. But, um, so then, like, this fucking, like, gatekeeper, who I guess is the main character of the Riverlands all of a sudden. Yeah, who is this guy? Is like, I have to lower the gate. And then Blackfish shings the sword out, but so does everybody else. So he mm-hmm. de-shings and he storms off. And then Black Walder rides up to Jamie and he's like, you may have just surrendered our most valuable hostage. No, you just learned that he wasn't doing shit for you. Yeah. Like, 
Blackfish doesn't care if Edmure died, and they still have his son, who he cares about, and his wife. And they can still launch him with the catapult. Yeah, like, but they needed drama for this scene, so they had that. Uh-huh. Um, so then Edmure makes sad eye contact with Brendan, and then, like, goes to the gatekeeper immediately and says, Hey, open the gate, lay down your arms. Um, I, c- I can't tell you why I'm doing this, but, um, hey. Also, put the Blackfish in chains and hand him over to the phrase. Just trust me on this one. Trust me. It's, I got it, you guys. Lower the gate. Let I know, th- listen, this is going to sound a little strange, listen, but just I, hear me out. I know I had a hard time shooting my dad with a flaming arrow in season three, but I'm pretty sure I got this one. Um, and, and then uh, Jamie and Pod leave on the Gendry boat. Yeah, Jamie and Pod do. Um, oh, so, the yeah, end. Yeah. Um, so then Blackfish is like, I've already ran once at the Red Wedding. Not true. He peed. Um, that only makes sense if he was in on the uh, if he was like in on the red wedding and he knew to leave Org of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is his home, so he like basically they don't want to pay this actor anymore, I guess. Um, so then he goes and dies in a sword fight instead of helping his, oh, his off camera, off camera. Yeah, what the fuck? They need to save the budget for the next episode. Yeah, and like I was Which, really judging by the trailer, looks like it's going to be one of those episodes like Blackwater. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I guess, like, every two seasons, they have to have, like, episode nine, it's just, like, a battle. To, to reference the same joke again. Uh, Please. Plot, $200. Writers, $300. <laughs> uh, character development, $600. Battle of the Bastard, $72 million. Please, Please help me, my family is dying. Please help me, my character arcs are dying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I don't, like, I, I was really, like, I... I really enjoyed the Blackfish in this season. Like, I thought he was a really compelling character. Yeah, he was uh, cool. He, yeah, and I mean, again, it's like a book character. But it's also like, what was the point of this then? Yeah, like... Like, I to thought, have like, Jamie not be in King's Landing? It's like, oh, like, they're putting Jamie and Brienne in the in the Riverlands at the same time. I guess they're just going to go back and adapt their arc together. But no, they just, like, did an allusion to it, I guess. Instead, it was nothing. So yeah, they drape Lannister and Frey banners so that like Walder can see what they've been doing. Um, banners are a lot like walkie-talkies when you can work into them. Yeah, he, he, um, of course. And then like some guy goes up to Jamie and says, "The the Blackfish died off screen. We need money for the Ramsey battle, my lord." <laughs> and then Brienne like or Jamie hears like rowing, and like I thought at first this was going to be the Blackfish swimming away <laughs> because that's what he does in the books. Yeah, like like. Edmure gives up the castle, and then, like, they look for the Blackfish, but he swam under the water gate because Edmure let him under the gate. Um, and also, he also he's such. Um, but then, like, Brienne waves at him from the boat, and then Jamie waves back, and sad music plays, and what is that? What are you doing? It's sad full house music. It's just, it's everywhere you look at in half speed. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, um... The masters uh, in Marine are flinging fire into it, and it looks really fucking bad all of the it sudden. Terrible. It looks like a fucking disaster all of a sudden. And then Tyrion goes, "I was wrong. I admit it." Which, like, and nice. Grey Worm's like, "That doesn't fucking help us, my yeah, guy." And then, like, Grey Worm's like, "Stop talking." And she's yeah. like, "But I apologize. What? Like, I don't get it." He's like, "Just sh- shut, shut it. Stop so he's it." Like, he's like, "Okay, listen. I got this." Um. My plan is to just wait for Danny to show up. Yeah. <laughs> well, at first, wasn't his plan to, like, run directly into the fire? And Grey Room's like, no, we stay here. Yeah, he was like, if we move everybody from the pyramid and go onto the shores, we could, like, fight these ships from the shore? 
And he's like, you know nothing about fighting. Shut up. We're going to wait so here and defend. Danny X Machina is like right around the corner. Um, so this happens, and then Danny fucking walks they, in like Kramer into Seinfeld's apartment. <laughs> like they hear, they hear a thud on the top floor of the pyramid, and their first thought is, it must be a helicopter full of enemies. Yeah. Like, what are you saying? Like they're at the top of a fucking skyscraper and they hear a thud. And that happens. Like, and but the way Daenerys walks in is unlike any walk I've ever seen. It's so bad. It's like she's uh, those like moving pla- those moving floors at an airport, but she's walking <laughs> on one that's going the opposite way. <laughs> it's very funny because Tyrion. Danny was like, "All right, Tyrion, you can run Marine while I'm gone, but no foreign invaders." But then Mom's Dothraki party ended early, and she came home, and oh man, we gotta clean up this mess before Mom gets home. Oh, Coming no. soon from John Hughes. It's Marine. <laughs> and okay, so so Danny walks in. And we see Drogon just fucking dipping in the background. And as he's want to do. Why? Like the reason is budget. But mm-hmm. um, your city's being attacked. Why is your fucking nuclear bomb leaving? Yeah, because the plot says it. The reason he's leaving is because he's carrying all of Danny's soldiers into the pyramid one by one. Mm-hmm. He can only carry like one member of the Kalasar. <laughs> he's still growing. Yeah, he's, he's still a baby. Like, in this in this show, he's either, like, 1 or 96. Like, there's no way to tell how time works. Yeah. yeah Drogon was born, like, <laughs> let's see. Because Sam meets Gilly in, like, season 2? There's no way we are smart enough to figure this out. Yeah, and, like, Brian Cogman just came out in an interview and was like, well, we found that, like, um, the, the arcs don't necessarily match up in terms of time because, like, it would have really messed with our momentum if we tried to do that. And it's like, you're a fucking, that's what you're, suppo- you're supposed that's to do. That's your job. It's really your job to do this. Like, make it work. He's like, hmm, time hard. <laughs> so Yeah, remember um, when it took, like, 17 years to for George R. R. Martin to write two books because time was so hard? Yeah. Like, just fucking do it in the show. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so anyways, the Hound is angry, which is, uh, an interesting character choice for him. Mm-hmm. He wants revenge, by Yeah, the way. he hears some guys being hanged, and, like, for a second, it was like, oh. Mm, a hanging? A hanging in the Riverlands? In the Brotherhoods involved? And then, oh, hey, it's the guys he was looking for. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's Beric Dondarrion and Thoros of Mir. Which, like, I mean, like, Beric being alive, like, seems to preclude the idea of Lady Stoneheart. Um, but... And, like, Beric was one of my favorite characters in the book, but, like, I I feel nothing seeing him. Yeah. Like, whatever. It's just like, cool, I guess. I guess this is the character we're bringing back this season. Mm-hmm. Or this Remember episode. Me? Cold hands. Um, so, they're hanging these men, be- and we learn that, that, like, these are the people who killed the villagers for no reason. Yeah, because my whole thing was like, wow, maybe the Brotherhood has changed because yeah, Derek exactly. isn't there to lead them. But they were just like killing for no reason. Like, they they were in the Brotherhood. They knew it would be punishable by death. They didn't take any supplies. Like, they didn't even raid this village for supplies. There was, like, food on the ground. Mm-hmm. But they were just like, let's go murder some kids. That would be great right that now. That would be great and good for this plot. That's what I really need. Um, so then, like, the Hound literally, like, pulls out a notebook with 60 good one-liners and says all of them one by one. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've killed you before, Dondarrion, I'll kill you again. And then Angai the archer locks an arrow onto him, but he's badass and cool, and arrows can't hurt him now. And he's so like, you're he, a girl. You're a girl, you're a bloody girl, and a, better bloody girls than than you have, have tried to kill me. Um, Remember that? 
Remember when she bit off my ear? Anyway, it's back um, for this season. <laughs> I have two ears now. Yeah, I have two ears is the thing. Um, so then he's like, hey, um, I'm going to kill these people if that's cool. And they're like, no. And then he's like, yes. So they're like, okay, you can have two. You can kill two of them. And then so Sandor like runs up with an axe and he's very angry and he's going to axe them. And um, I should mention that he's wearing a Shrek costume in this whole episode. He's wearing Weird. Shrek's outfit and it's very from, cute. From the movie Shrek? Yeah, from the movie Shrek. Oh, nice. It, this scene is a lot like if if like if Shrek walked outside, saw all of the fairy tale creatures in his swamp, and just fucking obliterated all of them. When you, okay, here's here's my good Shrek impression. Ooh, uh, donkey. How how is that? Was that Shrek or donkey? That was Shrek saying donkey. Like oh, okay. He does I thought it was Shrek. Shrek two in the dinner scene where donkey goes donkey. No, donkey says, "I'm gonna make you a waffle so good." <laughs> that's my donkey that's, impression. That's my favorite Eddie Murphy. Like, the Nutty Professor was really good when Eddie Murphy did all of those Italian voices. <laughs> it's a me, a Hercules. It's a me, Norbit. What are you doing? <laughs> I I talk to the animals. Uh, magnifico. <laughs> Sees a dragon. He's like, "That's a spicy meatball." What are you doing? Um. Anyways, um. Thoros like stops him from obliterating this guy with an axe because that's inhumane mm-hmm. and then sandor goes oh hanging it's over too soon where's the punishment for that he was just he just beheaded a guy that's the quickest way but you know like with hanging on. you choke for like 30 seconds apparently in the show and then your face turns blue like a monster yeah it's, it's there's some good some good close-up shots um yeah it's weird how they didn't completely blue ollie face but i guess they just didn't have the filter in the riverland it's, it's very cold it's the... very cold yeah um mm-hmm. But not cold enough for cold hands' hands to be cold. Um, uh, so Thoros goes uh, for this scene. He goes, you're getting old, Clegane. And then Sandor says, he's not. And then he kills the guy by hanging him. Because he, he can't get older because he's dead now. Yeah, because that's what, when you die, time stops. Um, and and also, rounds, dick. also, they're in the Riverlands, and that's where time slows down. Um, which, oh, oh, yeah. Forgot um, yeah, and like they're eating, and then he says the good chicken meme. He goes, are you enjoying yourself, Clegane? And he says, I prefer chicken. And then Reddit's like, oh! oh best season, best season, best, best season, best season. season. Clegane will confirm. And then uh, they, they keep saying that the Lord of Light is keeping, like, they, they, they say the Lord of Light is keeping Beric alive for a reason, which is, like, interesting. Um, and then, yeah, then we see the Hound's Hog. Um, he goes to pee in a stream. And then Lady Stoneheart just kind of, like, floats by. Yeah, like, like he the camera is at first behind him as he goes to pee, and then it pulls out into a wide shot of the whole scene, and we just see his dick peeing. Yeah, we see him like, yeah, like his his big old flaccid hog just like whipping out. Like there, okay. There's a shot. There's a shot from like between his legs of his pee going into the water. Yeah, it's very good cinematography. Very. Um, and then Barrack Barrack is like, cold winds are blowing in the north. Fighting is good because we're fighting something that will kill young and old, good and bad alike. At least he wasn't like, we must all gather to stop the Night King. I, I, I mean, basically. <laughs> and then and then he says, like, he says, you can still help more than you've hurt. It's not too late, which is exactly what Brother Ray said to him last episode. <laughs> but this time he means through violence, so it's good. Yeah, to fight. You can fight still help, Honda. but by killing. Yeah, he's a fighter. <coughs> um, speaking of uh, who's a fighter, um, it's morning now in Bravos. Uh-huh. And uh, Arya is still sleeping. She had a nice, a recuperative eight hours of sleep. Yeah. A very recuperative. 
Um, I just want to say, like, even if you today in 2016 real life, if you get your appendix out, you are in bed for like two days. At least. Yeah, but she like stabbed her husbands a lot. Oh, oh. And not a lot of doctors do have that kind of experience. I, I guess. But the thing, and she also like she jumped right into the cleansing waters of like the the sewage system in Bravos. Uh huh. I remember when I had surgery. Like, I I mean, I guess Arya just did get stabbed several times, and I had trained doctors like cut me open. Yeah. And pull out my insides for fun, and I couldn't move for a week. But I'm not like eleven. And no one, so... The thing is that she's no one. Okay. Um, And, like, there's... You know, people are trying to... They're trying so fucking hard to make sense of this. And they're like, we don't know that she was only sleeping for a day. She could have been sleeping for months. Why would the waif wait months? That's... that. Like, that's the fucking... Also... Like, not only... We saw her going to sleep at night, and then we saw her in the morning. Also, Lady Crane said we leave tomorrow for Bravos for uh, Pentos or whatever. So... So, um, anyways, Arya's sleepy, and then she, like, she's like, I'm a maternal figure, and I'm about to die, and then, like, she looks over Arya, and then she goes into another room and stands on a chair because the waif needs to kill her with it, mm-hmm. and there's a scary person there, and did you see that it wasn't the waif? It was, like, she was wearing a face? I didn't, I didn't notice. It was, it was this a guy. episode was so fucking dark that I it couldn't see really, anything. Yeah, it was really And dark. I was watching it on my, uh, what's that thing called? My Surface? That's what it's called, right? Uh, sure. The laptop that has, that is also a tablet. Okay. And it has a very, like, glossy screen. Mm. So for, like, 96% of this episode, I was basically just watching my reflection. Gotcha. Because I, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. It's very realistic when it comes to, like... I guess the, the, it's the most realistic show on television because, like, they don't have light bulbs and they, like, constantly use sexual assault for shock value. But, like, uh-huh. but like injuries, like, eh. It's Remember. a show with dragons. Why do you want realism? Remember when um, Arya Hota got a paper cut and died? If only he was no one. If only. Um, so then, like, a chair squeaks, and that's what wakes Arya up from her drug sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, it, guess who it is? It's the waif with Terminator vision. Yeah, and um, instead of killing Arya when she's, like, sleeped and, like, hopped up on, Ny- on NyQuil, like, she stands there and does a monologue. Mm-hmm. The many-faced god has been promised another name, apparently, for this scene. And it's a, such a good thing that Lady Crane left the balcony door open. Yeah, thank goodness. Like, as soon as, soon as like, Arya got up, you saw in the background that the balcony to, like, the entire fucking city is right behind her. Like, good fucking thinking, Lady Crane. Um. So anyways, bleeding-ass Arya jumps two stories down, lands on her feet, and starts running. Lands. Three-point, three, three point, like, landing. Oh, it was like Roman Reigns' Superman punch. Like, it was yeah. perfect. Um, and just starts booking it through so, Bravos. And then the waif makes chase. And, like, this is my favorite thing about the Faceless Man is, like, how they don't disguise themselves in any way and, like, run through crowded streets pushing people over and doing parkour while holding a knife. That's yeah. my favorite way that these secret assassins kill people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they say, like, oh, don't ever meet your heroes. Like, oh, they'll yeah. disappoint you. This is, like, don't ever learn about the secret assassin cult because this place fucking sucks. Like, remember in Hall when Jacken killed a dude with a dart? But, like, no, the most, prestig- the most mm-hmm. prestigious assassin's guild in the world shouldn't really have a plan with how to kill this woman. Remember when Arya was just like, I need this guy dead right now, and then he was? Yeah, and he was like, oh, are you sure? I don't really have a plan. And then she's like, do it. And she's like, oh, okay. And then he fucking kills Amory Lord with a dart. Yeah. Um, but instead, we have to have a cool chase scene. And then there's this one corridor where a guy is pushing a wagon into the wall. <laughs> it's literally like, 
it's a staircase and this guy is pushing a wagon and there's a wall right there and he just can't get through. So Arya slides literally on her stomach on the stone staircase to get under it. Yep. This was like, have you ever seen that, um... It's, 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 it's adrenaline is the thing. The cutscene from Heavy Rain, the bad video game. Uh, I don't think I this, have. The super cut or with, of missing every, like, prompt quick time event of the guy, like, chasing through the supermarket. Oh, yeah, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was this, but, like, gone right until the end. Yeah. If that guy also had his insides cut open yeah. two days ago. It would have been very funny if, like, when they knocked over all the fruit, some guy was like, my cabbages, that would have been very good. I, I don't know if you noticed this, but as she's rolling down 600 stairs and knocking over every goddamn barrel of fruit it's, that it's exists. It's like the fucking scene in Hot Rod. It's ridiculous. Yeah, she's just falling forever. They're, at one point, they do a close-up on some oranges. Yeah, uh-huh. And I was like, is this a fucking Godfather reference? And they're, they're bloody oranges. Like, really? No, is it, that what we're going for right now? It's an homage to their to their favorite their favorite film, the God the Godfather. Um, and they'd be like, our favorite thing about the Godfather is how it's about killing. Yeah, it's very yeah. Uh, it's about how the mafia is good. Yeah. Um. So okay, so Arya like gets into this crowded market and then slows down to a walk. She's like, okay, good. I totally lost this assassin. I can just chill now. Mm-hmm. So then we see the waif jump down from the rafters onto people, making them shout, which makes Arya turn around and see her. What kind of assassin is this? And she keeps like she's literally literally doing Terminator looks, like target acquired, like oh, yeah. turning and looking at her and like smiling and like yeah. haha. Like, the least faceless person in the world. Like, the so most bad. desirous of killing person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, remember when Arya got all that revenge beaten out of her? Anyways, um, yeah, she jumps down a flight of stairs onto another flight of stairs, and then that opens up her tummy wound again. And she, so, like, she's, like, down, and she, like, does the dramatic, like, touching her belly and seeing blood thing. Mm-hmm. And then the waif is just standing there at the top of the stairs. Because... I, to add more to what it feels like to be cut, like... Please. After I had my surgery, there was like, it was like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a doctor of medicine, but it was like cut, sewn up one way. But basically, there was still part of my stomach. Sorry to get gross. That was like open and exposed. Nice. And I had to put like a gauze or whatever in it because they're like, oh, you have to do this every day, so it like slowly heals around it. And when it gets like close enough, you can just stop and it'll heal regular. You'll have a normal scar. Yeah. And putting the gauze like, in there was the, like, worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Oh. Like, I, w- I would have to do this, and I'd be, like, crying because it hurt so bad. Oh. But, I, I mean, I should have just, like, ran through the hospital and done flips and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure, like, that scene where Arya experienced the most pain in her entire life was probably just, like, right off screen. Y- yeah, it, ha- it happened when she went from, like, during the time she swam in the shit water to when she got there. It hurt very bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was in the costume room because she was just, like, jamming the costumes in there as gauze. Okay, okay. I got it. Yeah. You're, like, the robes and, like, the uh, yeah. the wigs. Okay. Yeah. Fuck us for thinking this didn't make sense. Of course that's why she did it. It, make, it makes sense. Come on. Um, so, yeah. So, if the wave touches Arya, she dies. So, that's why she's, like, keeping a, a healthy distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, like, Arya, like, crawls up and, like, starts smearing blood on some walls to lead the wave to her. Uh-huh. Even though she's like staggering at half a mile an hour, and the wave is like was just Terminator running after her, so then she makes it into the room with a candle in it that we saw her last episode in, and she has enough time to light the candle. Um, and then the wave comes in and shuts the door, and she's like, "Time for one last monologue. Mm-hmm. Do you want to die on your knees or on your feet?" And then Arya gets a needle out, and then the wave goes, 
it won't help you. And then Arya goes, it's revenge, and then cuts the needle, it cuts the candle in half. And uh, the, the the thing about this is she made it dark, because remember when she trained when she was blind, even though she never, like, bested the waif once other than blocking a single she attack? She blocked it once, and then off screen she killed her. Oh, oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, she's yeah. no one, so it's a new waif. Uh-huh. It's like how we saw Jacken die in the last season finale, but also it's still Jacken, but also he's no one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the candle has gone out, no candle can replace it or whatever. It's from the books. Um, it's very bad. So then she kills the wave. Yeah. Uh, so Jacken goes back to the Black of House and House of Black and White. And, oh, gross! There's blood all over my floor where people come to die. Ew! What's this? Yucko. So he follows the blood trail to the Hall of Faces, and the wave's face is up there in like the primest real estate. Yeah. Like, are we to believe that there was just, a, like... Like, this spot was open? Yeah, like, at eye level, like, the most primo grocery store positioning. <laughs> um, so... And, and then he says, now you are Nolan. Is it, that was the... It was the worst example of just saying dialogue so that another character can have a cool thing. He just... This is what happens. Yeah, so, please. After this whole arc, this whole story, he says, now you are Nolan, and she says, I'm going home. Yeah. Arya's behind him with Needle, and then he's like, she's like, you sent her to kill me. And he goes, yeah, actually, um, I did, but here you are, and there she is. And then he, like, puts his, puts Needle to his heart, and then goes, finally, you are no one. In, in what way, show your work, explain your answer, how is she no one? There's, I was talking to Kim about this, and there's one way I thought of where this would make sense. Please, please. Is if, like, after last episode, it's just her, like, going jumping into the shit water or whatever yeah this episode she like stumbles back into the house of black and white right and he's like oh you seem really bad you should drink this death water and like accept it oh nice but and then she does and then he's like now you are no one you know like even if that doesn't thematically make sense it's like a well, thing that happened kind of yeah other than just she survived and ran and killed so Yes, and she killed somebody for revenge. She's no one, and then she goes... And it would have made it seem like this was Jacken's plan all along. Like, you must become the master of death to accept it, like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Yeah, totally. Um, mm-hmm. So she says, a girl is Arya Stark of Winterfell, and then Jacken smiles and nods as Arya leaves. And in the inside the episode, they were like, uh, well, the implication in this scene is that Jacken, uh, despite being no one, actually still has a lot of fondness for Arya. That means he's not no one. What are you doing? That means he's not no one. Also, that means this entire two-season arc meant fucking nothing because nothing yeah. happened. And it means that, like, oh, this religion is full of people who don't believe it either. Wow, really good storytelling, really strong And stuff. also, she's just going back into the world knowing the secrets of the Death Assassin cult. Yeah. Like, that apparently that would be anybody my pr- can afford... If, yeah, like, a fucking starving actor can do it. Uh huh. But uh, to be fair, maybe he was like, "Okay, I'll give you a very big discount because this is like it's like when you have the a student like barber cut your hair or whatever, right? Like that's that's what this was. He was like, "I'm not going to guarantee it. We have a new trainee. Give you low, low price. We'll <laughs> see how it happens." Yeah. And then she got her face cut up. So yeah, not no. a good deal. Yeah. It's going to be very good when she uses her assassin tricks to get revenge. Mm-hmm. Well, like, what's she going to do now? She's going to she's gonna go, like, I guess she's going to kill Walder Frey, probably. Who, yeah, who's on her list? Um, well, Still. I remember at the beginning of season five, they cut it down to four people. And yeah. And one of them was Marin Trant, because they needed, 
I'm pretty sure it was well. I, like she used she used her telepathy and her play knowledge to know that Joffrey's dead. Joffrey and Tywin. She she's she's probably gonna kill Walder Frey in episode ten, huh? Yeah. I mean, we got 69 minutes to fill. Nice. And that, that was another thing where people were like, she could have been sleeping for months. Like, she's going to leave on that ship that she paid for that she said is leaving tomorrow. Yeah. Like, she's not going to go find another ship. That's the episode. Yeah. Um, I, I I honestly, like, I thought this ep- I thought this episode would s- still be bad but would be better just because, like, like episode eight last season was Hard Home and episode, like, two seasons ago was Oprah in the Mountain. It's just so obvious they're just like save like this basically this whole season has been filler. Yeah, they like they really, weird that they have a bunch of filler when the book isn't out. Yeah, but they're still like, oh, next season might only be seven episodes, and then we'll like yeah, because you have no fucking ideas, my guys. Like these people really just wanted to adapt the Red Wedding. It, that's it. It's truly like that's it. They saw, they saw, they, they adapted the Reddit wedding, they saw the YouTube videos of people reacting, and they're like, nice, we did it. Nice, now let's try to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I guess they thought this Arya thing was, like, comparable cool? to, like the, like, the coolest moments on the show. I don't know. And, like, it's a big deal to me that, like, that, that like, the, the small folk everywhere are, like, actually being, like, that actually wasn't this very good, it didn't make sense. Basically was a fucking, in, in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the good anime... Like, anytime someone gets cut, like, blood squirts everywhere, and it looks like the worst thing that ever happened, but then they're just like, I'm good. Like, I can fight. <laughs> so that's basically what happened in this episode, yeah. is that she became an anime. Yeah. Worry of the Week. Worry of the Week. Um, A guy in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure got, like, shot in the head and had, like, his spine ripped apart, and he came back, like, five episodes later. He's like, I'm good. Oh, um, man, wouldn't it be cool if that Faith Militant guy came back? Because, like, the Lord still has plans for you. And, then and, just... he, had, and he has a Monster Mash face. Yeah, like, like sleepy. Uh, uh, yeah, it'd be really good. It'd be good. Um, the week. Kim's not here. Work of the week. She's stuck in traffic. Work of the week. Oh, no. Um, Can I warg into Kim's car engine and be like, let's get out of here? Yeah. Warg into Kim's... Warg into, like, the GPS system and direct everybody else uh, elsewhere. Nice. There's a secret route at the next exit. Uh, turn here into the wall. Thank you. Go, Kim. <laughs> Go, Kim. <laughs> Um, this episode was hard to find a work of the week. Um, I had... Because, it, because it, there was so much material. Yeah, there was... My, um... Wife. <laughs> my wife is the thing. <laughs> um, like, my, my like, half ideas that didn't get fleshed out were Arya, the suit made Arya invincible. It was all a dream sequence. And then I also, like, wanted to find theories on why the Brotherhood guys killed innocents for no reason, knowing it would mean certain death. Um, why did Sandor take Lem's boot? Um, why, how Danny showed up at exactly the right time, but I just couldn't figure those fuckers out. Um, so anyways, there's a lot of emphasis on Clegane bodily fluids this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and earlier in the episode, we see Gregor kill a dude and we get this like really complex intentional shot of his blood spilling into the grates, like from under the grates. So like it was really an it was a really intentional shot and like these are Gregor's fluids having become his through warging have like entered the pipes so like Gregor's fluids have entered the pipes and spilled out into the ocean. Um, and then yes. when you think about it, why did Sandor piss into the source of fresh water that they made camp next to? Like they're gonna need that to drink. They 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 literally must have camped there so that they could drink that water. Yes. And like you could just pee in the forest. But like as we've talked about, it was a very intentional thing that he peed in the water. Mm-hmm. There's a whole fucking forest right there. We even see, like, we even see a rare penis, and there's a shot of his pee making ripples. Um, because... You want to trade? I have a rare penis for trade. 
Would anyone like to? Uh, I'll, I'll trade you yeah. my rare penis for your holographic dick. I have two uncommon balls. Would you like? To- <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he's peeing into the water. He's making the ocean his own toilet, his Clegane bowl, if you will. So- oh, this is this is the thing I heard about on Reddit. Uh huh. The, the fan theory. So. We have these. We have Clegane fluids that are congealing together in the narrow sea, mm-hmm. and who else was just immersed in the narrow sea? That's right, Arya. Stay with Arya. Arya Stark. All right, the woman who tried to kill him, the girl. Arya says she's going home at the end of the episode. Where the fuck is that? And then Remember? that song played like "I'm coming home, I'm coming yeah, home." Yeah, it's very good. And Flo Rida was there. Flo Rida sing that song. Um, Why not? So the, remember when the hound is about to fight Brienne and he's like, where is home? She has no home and she's only safe with the hound. Her family's killed. Her home is sacked. Where the fuck is she going? This only makes sense when you remember her heightened senses after her training. When she, when she jumped into the pee water, she smelled Sandor's pee. She would definitely know the smell of his pee extremely well after traveling together for months. So then she surfaced, realizing that her home and her friendship with the Hound is back in Westeros. Sandor knows that Arya has strong senses and knows that she... He knows that Arya went right to the coast and sailed away. He saw her when he was, quote-unquote, dying. So he peed in the water rather on rather than on land to signal to Arya that he's still alive, knowing that she's over in the water somewhere. So he, and he laments not having any friends anymore in this episode. Coincidence or something more? Ah. So, um, if you want more evidence on uh, on this, um, Eddie, could you do me a favor and just like Google House Clegane for the fun of it? Do you have like do you have do you have your computer in front of you right now? Yeah, let me start it up. Could you just um, Google and just like what's like the first color you see? Like what? Yellow. Like piss yellow, right? Are you piss, sure? Piss yellow. It's yep. piss yellow on their sigil on their on the House Clegane sigil. Sandor worked into his pee to find Arya. And this is all to say symbolically that Arya will return following Sandor's pee trail and help Sandor defeat Gregor in Clegane Bowl because she has entered Clegane Bowl by jumping into their bowl of pee. I'm, I mean, it's, it sounds confirmed to me. That's the thing you said. Yeah. I mean, I said it. So it must be true. So that leads me to believe. <laughs> this episode is really hard. That's the best I could do, you guys. Yeah, come on. No, we can't. Beggars can't be choosers <laughs> is what they say. Uh, Questions? If you have a question, you can email us at postgot at gmail.com. Nailed it. Or postgameofthrones.tumblr.com. Stand us and ask. First question this week comes in from Tumblr user Deer King, who asked, Reasons y'all should watch Steven's universe. Brooks, canonically, Steven can warg watermelons. Cool. Eddie, there's a baseball episode. I downloaded the entire season one after reading it. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I've been watching it for the last hour, just knowing that you were going to read that. Mm-hmm. There we go. Where we see? Greg, uh, Cookie Cat. Cookie Cat? Is I, there, is tiger is Millionaire? That's a that's Steven uh, with a tiger wrestling, right? There's wrestling too? Parrot, pa- Peridot, Peridot is there. Ruby and Sapphire are there. Rose Quartz. Oh, she, she's big. She's very big. She's very big is the thing about Rose Quartz. Um, she has very – she's pink and with hair and uh-huh. Reg Universe is dad. He's the dad. Yeah. yeah. He's the, he's the Tywin of the show. Yeah, and then uh, Garnet, Amethyst, and Pearl, and don't forget, who's, don't forget me. Who's it's Steven. One of the who's the big one? That's me and in red. You know who I'm talking about? The strong one. Viserion. Oh, um, no, Mara- Maraxes. Oh yeah, Maraxes. Maraxes the red dread. Yeah, 
Uh, Bunyip Endler asked, who lit the candle in Arya's room? <laughs> um, Can't help you there, pal. Yeah, because it, it, it like wasn't even a long-burning candle. It was like a fresh one. Uh-huh. It was like right off the Yankee candle shell. Uh, Cradlejack yeah. asked a question. Can't help you. <laughs> so the two main events of this year are the Bastard Battle and the Brothers of Destruction, but what other matches would you like to see, alive characters or not, in the upcoming Game of Thrones SummerSlam? Arya versus Littlefinger. That would be very good. I mean, Sansa. That would be even better. That would be better. That would make more sense. Yeah. We we just saw Arya versus the Waif, and it was like one of those fucking fights where they just brawl in the stands forever. Yeah. Like I, I like I feel like I talk about this all the time, but like I don't have I don't have faith in this show as fight scenes anymore because uh-huh. like they don't, they never tell a story. It's just like cool it's shit. That being said, um, where's my Oberyn versus Two Swords Arthur Dane fight? Ooh. That's like I, the dream match. I think the question asker asked about two characters that were still alive. Alive or not? That. Alive or not? Oh, alive or not? Yeah. Um, so yeah, gonna have to go with not on this one. Uh, um, War of of the Five Kings, Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh, that would be so tight. That would be very good. When are you gonna cash in? Too late. You're all dead. Uh, too late. Oh, you fell off a bridge. <laughs> uh. Anonymous asked, the many-faced god, more like the god of killing many people. Haha, ha, am I right? Nothing means anything. Nice, nice, nice. I absolutely correct. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if, like, Drogon and, like, his wing hands held two swords? That would be fucking sick, my guy. That would be You, really... you know what would be better? If Drogon is holding two swords in his hands and he also had his titties out. I'd be like, be... yeah, that's why I watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, women on top, and like it would be very, it would be very good because like when Tyrion and Jon and Danny um, all go like fly on a dragon each, you're gonna need to like have some indicator of which dragon is which because it's, it's gonna be hard to see the riders. Like, so, like which, if you see which a dragon, is, I, I don't know which is the girl dragon because I don't know uh, which, which is the like, one. Which is, like which one Drogon do I want to like, fuck? Like, if Drogon had, like, really, like, sexy long eyelashes so that we knew, mm-hmm. like, that would be really good. Yeah, then we'd know it was a girl dragon and you would want to fuck it, like Donkey <laughs> from Shrek. Have you seen the movie yeah, Shrek? And then, yeah, and then Donkey would be like, that's a spicy meatball, because he wants to fuck the Italian dragon. Yeah. Uh, Tumblr user... I think, I, think Miz, I lost the plot there. Tumblr user Mizuyoken asked... I'm a fair-weather Game of Thrones fan in that the good boys are the only reason I know anything about the bad show, so this may sound stupid, like but how the fuck are there two characters called Melisandre and Missande? I thought one of you was making a fun goof pronouncing Melisandre's name, but I guess not. Uh, fuck... It's like I, I used to think Homestuck was Homestar Runner. Uh, this says fuck books, but I think it meant to say fuck Brooks. That's fair, yeah. that's yeah. That's either either or, system. fuck books, all the best, Sonic the Hedgehog spinball. Oh, that's a really good game. I used to have that on Game Gear. It's yeah, it's weird that Melisandre and Missandei exist, but like Asha and Osha don't. Yeah, and I'm like, like I guess they don't have like sociology classes in this time period, but like I'm waiting for like the Missandei Missandri joke. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Like it's mean. been. Uh, it would be sick though. Uh, Tumblr user Odis. I'm gonna say, I guess it's Odis Odysseus. But I'm going to say Odysseus Stuck that landing. Nice. asked, you guys have talked a bit before about, let me get through this entire one. Please. You guys have talked a bit before about how the old gods turned out to be Bloodraven and Bran in the trees. I'd pretty much never <laughs> considered that and was kind of taken aback by it. 
Would you mind getting more in-depth about your thoughts on this? I just took it as... From Eddie. I just took it as they're instruments of the old gods, and that's the way they reach the people of Westeros. Not that they seem to do much. Just want to know more about this idea. Love the show, not the bad show. This must have been a joke because I have absolutely no memory of this ever happening. Of us, like, talking intelligently about the yeah. old gods? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was this I'm a pretty dream? sure we just said, like, he has three balls and yeah. one. My, I'm like, Blood Raven isn't Blood Raven, it's just yeah. an old guy. Come, Raven, right? Yeah, like farting and ditch. Like, <laughs> uh, fingers up your bunghole. Um, I, like, not to be just an asshole, I don't remember ever saying this. But, <laughs> this question is from, hmm, I can't read the name, but it says, please talk about the end of the Duncan Egg novels when they meet Blood Raven. <laughs> it's not me, you can log in and see it. <laughs> Well, like, I mean, go ahead. Tell us. Teach us. I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, that's kind of, like, as far as my, like, because, uh, like, in A Dance with Dragons, like, we see that Bran uses the trees to, like, go back and see a bunch of shit in the past, see his dad, see Duncan Nan, um, see the thing that we might have seen with the Children of the Forest in the in the Hold the Door episode. Um, and then, like, there's... There are things in other people's chapters, like Theon uh, in A Ghost in Winterfell. He goes up to a heart tree and he like he hears something whisper, Theon, and like so like we. I mean, so like I guess as far as Bran is influencing people through the trees, like that's more or less confirmed. I guess they could like still be agents of the old gods, but my understanding was always that like oh that's just them. Yeah. Because like they said that they won't. Um, they won't like. We won't actually see any gods, I think, is something George has said. Mm-hmm. Confirmed. We're running long today. Yeah. I think one of my roommates is knocking on my door. Sorry. Hang on okay. Okay. Oh, good show. I'm, I'm just going to keep talking now, so I don't actually have to edit this. Uh, let's see. What, what's, go, what's going on on my phone? Let's see here. Kim's still stuck in traffic, not even close to the accident, but she also asked me to make uh, mac- macaronis and cheese with my dinners for us to eat. So that's that's a thing I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have the good macaroni and the good chicken. Are you back, Brooks? I heard something. Hey, yeah, I'm back. Sorry, my okay. roommate was locked out. Okay, cool. Did you, did you say good jokes? I was just, like, I already forgot what I was saying. Like, words oh. came out, but I don't remember them. Yeah, my audacity has, like, you were saying something. Yeah. I bet it was good. Uh, Leaf Crunch asked, since it sounds like today is going to make everyone sad, Eddie, what's something cute Apollo has done recently? Oh, uh, from, from Eddie. Um, he, yesterday, he was, like, laying with his belly, up, like, he's laying across the floor with his belly against the front door of the house, like, fully extended. Aww. And I think it's because there's, like, a little draft that comes through, like, that's the only reason I can think of. Also, he's just weird. And that was cute. My good stretching boy. Yeah. Um, Venusaur... I, I, I cleaned my hedgehog's cage. Milo, was... Milo's also very cute. Milo's very cute. He, he was running. It was very good. He runs on his wheel. Him run on own wheel. Uh, Venusaurphobia asked, I haven't seen the new episode, but I wanted to ask a question anyway. What should I, cool. tell, what should I tell my coworker who said, if they don't like the show, why don't they just not watch it? <laughs> I mean, I think we liked it at some point. Yeah, I mean, I liked it so much that I picked up the books. Like, that's... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really, like, I, I really take issue with that mindset. Like, I really, like... 
I don't know because I feel like like people have this mindset of that like people like consume like reality shows and like media that like they should be criticizing, but then when you criticize media, people are like, "Why are you watching it?" Yeah, I don't know. I just. I don't know. It feels like it's like weird. you should be able to criticize media. Like that's like as soon as you don't like something, do you just stop? Like at the yeah. slightest. I don't know. It's it's a it's really weird. But everyone. I mean, I think that. that's a lot. I think that's a lot of why people are so quick to like defend the show is like they like you poured sixty hours into this. You want it to be good and make sense. Mm-hmm. But, but I but most people don't realize you can criticize something and still like enjoy it. That being yeah, t- said, I wouldn't watch the show if I didn't have a podcast about it. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> at this point. Tell your roommate that it's bad and to watch Breaking Bad instead, yeah. or your your office. Co- I I don't I don't remember who. It was. Ask the person who said that what they think of the fly yeah, episode ask of the Breaking Bad. The person who said the bad thing that their opinions are bad. And uh, last question of the week comes from Tumblr user Jorston, who asked, "This isn't a question, but I just wanted to let you guys know how excited I am for you two to get to hang out IRL, and I hope you have a super good time." It's very nice. What a nice thing to say, because having to spend any time talking about this awful show sure isn't. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not very good. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Teens. As, as I was saying, I I remembered what I was talking about. I have to go uh, cook dinner, and I was oh, telling nice. I was telling the viewers about my dinner of chicken and and mac and cheese. Oh, the the good dinner. The good dinner. And I haven't had Wawa in like three days. I had Wawa this morning for my 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 cup of coffee. Or as you spelled it in our fucking Discord, coffee. It's funny. It's funny. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. And I, they were like, "Try this, our new like Costa Rican blend." I'm like, "That means nothing to me, but <laughs> I'll try it anyway." And it ran out like before I even filled up my cup halfway. Nice. So I the, got it's for the, the first, first time, time Wawa failed me. I got a uh, a peach lemonade smoothie. Is that the good. one you have to order through the machine? Like. Like, when you go up to get your sandwich, there's always, like, buy one of our cold drinks. And I'm like, I've never seen anyone do this, and I don't want to be the first person to try do, it. Do you do you not order from a machine every time? No, I do, but there's always, like, it's like, get a sandwich. Get, like, some other weird shit. Get a cold drink. And I've yeah. never gotten any of those cold drinks because I've never seen anyone else do it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. You just get it from the cold drink section. I thought this was going to be, like, a fucked up thing. Like, people in New Jersey don't pump their gas. Like, I thought. I mean, that's true. Yeah. It's... From what I understand, New Jersey is very bad. Uh, yeah, we don't pump our own gas. Someone else does that for you. And also, Bruce Springsteen likes it. Oh, well. I guess it's not all bad. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog Teens. Uh, Great lasagna. GOT uh, to go. Garfield, Mondays, Dilbert. What else? I don't want to say Pink Pussy again, but I just did. Shrek. Shrek's number two. I need Shrek's, a hero from Shrek. Shrek forever after. Shrek Forever After, Shrek is into the ride. Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, the Mummy, Jaws. The Mummy, Jaws. Twister. Jaws Returns. Uh, Helen Hunt's role in Twister. <laughs> Helen Hunt's best role. Yeah. No one even knows it. I don't even know what's going on anymore. End I'm this glad show. this episode was running long and we're just like, hey, don't let's end just, it. Let's just fucking free associate bad jokes nonsense. Yeah, like, it's that's improv. That's what we really need. Improv. Can, I... The other day when, uh, I haven't mentioned our, I mentioned our, like, very good episode we have planned. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, yeah, 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 And Kim was like, I think Brooks will be very good at that because he does improv. I'm like, I fucking tell jokes to Kim. I do it every week. <laughs> yeah, well, you're stuck in traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't listen yeah. to this. 
yeah. <laughs> what we should really do is talk another 20 minutes so it like extends past her commute time so she just never hears that part yeah that would be very good but i'm done i yeah, gotta go yeah, make you... make chicken and macaroni yeah, go make and mac and cheese um, yeah. we're gonna have shit over this over like the off season. We, yeah, when we when the season ends, we're still gonna do episodes. We're gonna do the first five episodes of the other bad season, and then we who knows what we're gonna do. I mean, yeah, we know gonna, kind of, but yeah, we're. I I don't want to like sit silently in my room for nine months. So uh-huh. like, hey, let's still do this. And I'm talking in this like vague manner because I don't want to commit to it yet. Oh yeah, <laughs> but we do have plans. We do have ideas. I don't want to be like, let's watch an episode of The Simpsons and then review it all in Littlefinger voice. Like, I don't want to, like, commit to anything. Ooh, let me write that one down. I miss it. I don't don't know why I said that, like, Aziz Ansari. Wow, what if he dies next episode? Aziz Ansari? Yeah, what if Aziz Ansari, yeah. No! In the next episode of Master of None. That would be a weird way to start season two. Yeah, I mean, from what, I haven't watched it yet, but I know that like people really liked his parents, so maybe it's like his dad is nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, like like, like which is which is super fucking cool. Imagine if you were an actor your whole life and your dad did one show and he got nominated for an <laughs> Emmy and he won it before you. Yeah, it's very good. It's very um, good is the thing. Yeah, it's it's like how like in season one you think Ned Stark is the protagonist, but oh, he died. It turns out, um, little did you know, Ramsey Bolton is the protagonist. Yeah, and Eric Wareham, from what I understand. <laughs> See ya, we're done. See ya, we're done. See you next week. Battle of the Bastards. Ugh.